so, old in 42, 41? 42B. Um, yesterday, I had the pleasure of doing Dafyemi in person in between Milch and Meyer with two people. But uh, it was fun, fun to do in person. I hope that uh, a harbinger of, of soon to be doing it in person with more people. Um, yeah, it's so, so let's see. So I think let's start. The, the Gemara towards the bottom of 42B says that we are uh, seven lines from the bottom. First word on the line. Okay. Um, one second. Actually, no, I guess we're a little bit higher than that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, a little higher than that. Okay. I'm a rap. I'm a rap. Okay. So I'm a rap, which is about 11 lines up. Second last word on the line. I'm a rap. Hilchus like grabbing a meal, but deer vesahar uspina. Alacha goes like grabbing a meal by both the deer, the 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 um, the, the three cases in the mission that we're having a meal was makel, right? The deer is like a, a some sort of corral, and the sahar is also you know different type of a barn type of region and a sfina on a boat, right? And what was the what what did Rebbe Gamliel ask? And he said that in all those cases we treat them as if they are four amas, right? Remember we were talking about chum, right? And we said that when it comes mm-hmm. to leaving the chum, so if you're in an enclosed area then that enclosed area is constitutes one four amas section. So you're allowed to travel anywhere in that enclosed area. Previous staff, we talked about, you know, different types of enclosures, enclosures that come up on Shabbos. But in the Mishnah, spoke about where you got transported to an enclosure on Shabbos beyond your tichom. Like Emil said, you're allowed to carry anywhere within it. It's all considered four amas. Shmuel Amr, Shmuel said, by a boat, not with the, the, the wall or the barn type of area. That does not follow his opinion. However, between Rav and Shmuel, they both agree that when it comes to a boat, Allah is like Rav Gamliel. My time, why? The case over there is like this. When Shabbos began, right? Where were you? When Shabbos began, you were actually inside of the ear of the mechitzah, of the, the walls of the ship, okay? And since you're inside the walls of that ship, so over there, everybody agrees that Allah follows Rav Gamliel that the entire region of the ship, no matter how far it travels, is considered to be four Amis. And you're allowed to travel anywhere within that monster cruise ship, even if it's hundreds of miles away from where it began, Shabbos, you're allowed to travel within those walls. Zerah says an interesting idea. He says, you know why? The reason why you're allowed to, um, the reason why we, you're allowed to travel everywhere on the boat, because when Shabbos began, you're already on the boat. So when you were on a boat, you were already moving when Shabbos began. Now, if you're moving when Shabbos begins, is it possible to define that this person had a, uh, a special dwelling place when Shabbos began? No, he didn't. There was no specific area that was his Shabbos dwelling point, right? Because he wasn't, he wasn't um, confined to any specific region. The boat is traveling and going and going and going. So therefore, no matter what, it's considered like anywhere on the boat is still considered his Arba Amos, right? It, it, it explained that a little bit better, I think, but it's important to recognize that the way Chazal always work is, and this is relevant to many different halachas, that when you're trying to define the area that a person is in, we define it as four amas, right? So there's always a four amas area, right? That, that belongs to that person, okay? So, so over here, what we're saying is the four amas that it belongs to him, it's hard to define where that four amas began because he's already moving the whole time, just moving on the ship. So therefore, the entire ship is considered his four amas. Maybe now, what's the difference between these two opinions? Between Rav and Rabba. Rav said it had to do with the fact that you're moving when Shabbos begins. And Rabbi says it has to do with the fact that you, when Shabbos began, you're already inside the walls of the ship. The case is where the walls of the ship have broken down. According to Rabbi, the only reason why you're good is because you're within the walls of the ship area when Shabbos begins. According to Zera, you don't have any set location, and therefore the entire ship is considered like one set location, right? So according to Zera, it would still be okay. According to Rabbi, it would not be okay. Inami, or 
If you jump from one ship to the other, when Shabbos had already began, right? So you're, you're a pirate, right? So you're, you're boarding another ship and you jump from one ship to the other, right? So when you boarded one ship to the other, so, um, so what happened is, according to Rabbah, well, when Shabbos began, you were actually on one boat. Okay, so that would work for the boat that you're on, but you jumped to another boat, it's not going to work. According to Bezerra, though, you never had acquired any space at all. So even though you jumped from one boat to the other, since you had never acquired any space, you're not even limited to one boat. Wherever you end up being in this area, that entire region you're allowed to carry in. Fascinatingly enough, they actually were Jewish pirates. Um, in the, yes, in the, I have a whole book about it. I think they were in the Caribbean, right? They were, they were in Northern yeah, yeah, Africa. Yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. First on Northern okay. Africa, but mostly Caribbean. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they were so from. I don't know how careful they were about Chumshavas, <laughs> anyways. But but if they wanted to be, they could have been. Um, now, according to Rabzera, my but time does, does it, but just one question: Does this extend then to not only according to Rabzera, right? It's not only extending to the other ship. You could theoretically go on land since you don't have a fixed place at the time of. Uh, Shabbos starting, then what does it matter where you end up? Can you go on land and then you can walk anywhere also? That's a really good question. Let, let me finish right. right. How, how, could, how could it possibly be okay for a guy who had his Shabbos residence on one ship to go to another ship on Shabbos? Well, so, so how, what, that, how, how is that okay? Rebzera is suggesting that we don't, we don't look at this person as having any defined Shabbos residence at all. Because since he was on a moving object the entire time, he does not have any defined Shabbos residence, right? Because as Rashi says, he never stopped, didn't stop moving for even one step, right? So therefore, he's good to go. Therefore, we don't say, generally speaking, we assume. How can you, how can you not have a Shabbos residence? You're not supposed to go anywhere on Shabbos. So if the ship is not your residence, he's traveling way more than he's allowed to. How, well, how, it, so how does that work? Not, I don't get it. He's not actually traveling. The ship is traveling, right? If you're, if you're on a ship, right? If, let's, say, let's say you're on an airplane, right? There's not, you're not doing anything wrong if the airplane is traveling, right? So, right? so fine. I can see how that would work for one ship. But how could he get onto another ship? Wouldn't it invalidate it, the whole thing? It, it's a very good question. I'm looking at Rashi right now to see if Rashi explains. Um, Rashi does not explain. In the way Rashi's explanation earlier, um, oh, Teisvis says this. Oh, okay, good. Let's see Teisvis. Teisvis has my mamish my question. No, I guess earlier than that. No, I think it's actually there. which tastes I'm missing it. No, no, no. I, yeah, I also, I, I thought it was this, this was, but no, it's not saying that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I, hear, I, right. hear, I hear I hear, hear your point, yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so why doesn't Rebzera say like Rabba, right? Why doesn't Rebzera who says that it's about the fact that the ship was moving and you never acquired a distinct Shabbos location when Shabbos began, 
Why doesn't he go like Rabbi? Rabbi seems to be making a very logical point. Indeed, you are confined in a region that has walls around it. So if you're confined in a region that has walls around it, the entire last stop, what we were learning about is, that as long as when Shabbos began, you're surrounded by walls, you should be good to go. It should be considered like one four Amma region. Amar Lach, so what's the Bzeir going to tell you? These mechitas, these walls, were not put up for the sake of having a protection for the interior, right? For protecting the people on the inside. The reason why these walls are here is to protect us that solely that the water doesn't come into the sh- on top of the ship. And that's in a different category. The way Rashi says, Rashi says they're not considered to be mechitas, they're not considered to be walls, so as to render this boat one whole region of four Amas. That's only true when the walls were put in place to... To, um, you know, for the purpose of the interior dwelling, right? A little bit of a nuanced point there, right? The question is, is the wall here because there's a different type of dwelling that you do when you're surrounded by walls? Or is the wall in place solely to prevent a specific uh, uh, negative outcome? In this case, it's a specific negative outcome of having the water come in, and therefore it's not sufficient. Um, so why is Rabba arguing of zero? So everybody agrees that that um, everybody agrees that if it's actually the boat is moving when Shabbos began, everybody agrees that you're allowed to walk anywhere on the boat. And and even the 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 Bar-Pukta, the people who argue in Rabbi Gamliel by a boat in general, they agree that if the boat is moving when Shabbos began, indeed you're allowed to walk the entire boat. So that so that's not Rabbi Zera's reason is not going to help because everybody would agree in that case. We're trying to define Rabbi Gamliel. Where does Rabbi Gamliel say it's halacha even in a case where the boat was actually stopped, right? And the boat stopped, and you're staying in one place. And then the boat starts moving again, right? So, so, um, so, so that's why Rabbi says it cannot be. I didn't want to say like Rabzera, because if I say like Rabzera, Rabzera's reason doesn't apply in that case. And the Rabbi's assumption was that everybody would agree in the other case, right? And clearly, Rabzera would say that in the case of Amda, that in the case, I'm sorry, that Rabzera would agree that in the case of Amda, when the ship had stopped, that you're not, def- you are defined as having a, a specific location, and you no longer have Rabzera's reason. But what Rabzera would just tell you is that even, even so, the people who argue on Gamliel would Taka argue even in a case where the ship was moving when Shabbat began. Amr of Nachman is also a proof to the statement. They do not argue about a case where the boat is actually moving, right? like a proof to Rabbah. How do we know this? From the fact that it says, I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. I wonder what, what city it's talking about. There's a time that they're coming from some Palendrin, Palendrisin. And their ship is going through the sea. And Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Elizabeth, and Zayahal they were traveling the entire ship, up and down the ship. They did not move from the four Amas, right? This is, by the way, we, we um, this is, uh, these are the, the four people who often take ships on their journeys to Rome. They're advocating for the Jewish people. This is after the destruction of the first place of Mikdash. And uh, a second place of and they're advocating for the Jewish people, and they go on these, uh, you know, journeys to, you know, to advocate for us in the in the halls of power. So, um, so they they, they did not walk from their four arms space, and Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer did. Why? Because they want to be machmer on themselves. They want to take a strange on themselves. If you say that everybody agrees when the boat is really moving, then indeed they don't. Everybody agrees that indeed you would be allowed to travel anywhere on the boat, right? And it's not an issue. Then Hainan Dikani. Ratsu, and that's why it says that they wanted to be stringent on themselves. Implication was that indeed they only wanted to be stringent, but technically, in, in the letter of the law, they would have been permitted to travel in the whole boat, right? So, so, so that, that's why we say that, that they're Ratsu, that they wanted to be Machmer on themselves. 
Why did they want to be machmer on themselves in the first place? Because they were concerned that perhaps the boat will stop moving. If the boat stops moving, then the, the, the halacha would change. But if we say that indeed they argue even in a case where the boat was traveling, right? And even so, they, the, the people who argue on the still say that when the boat is traveling from the beginning to end, you're still not allowed to travel more than four amphis. Well, if so, they want to be stringent on themselves? No. It's completely prohibited for them to do it. It's not just a stringency. Amr Ravashi, Ravashi says, Masnisa Nami Mishnah is also a proof. Bikani says in our Mishnah, Svina Dumya de Deir Sahar, because when we mention the case of a boat, we mention it in very similar context to the Deir and the Sahar, right? To the corral and the, and the barn type of area. Ma Deir Sahar, the Kvi, the barn and the corral, they are Kvi, they, they stay in place, right? These are not portable. Af Svina Nami so then it's likely to say that the Mishnah is also came out a case where it was Kviya, it was in one place, and even so, Ramil was still going to be Mako. So it seems to say that if if the if the like generally speaking, when do we say that when someone argues? If nobody argues, you don't need to tell me Allah is like him. In you have to say indeed somebody argues. The entire day they were sitting and figuring out what the halach is about this discussion. Are they allowed to travel on the boat? Right in the in the you know later Achiaba Rabbi Yeshua right oh so the, you are supposed to read the the parentheses normally you don't read the parentheses but over here I guess you are supposed to so Chananya is the son of the brother of Rabbi Yeshua and he says over that that entire day they were sitting they were arguing what's Allah about this a nightfall came Hechria Achiaba my father's brother Rabbi Yeshua right said Allah is going to be in Dir and Sahar. Right now, remember, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Gamliel, um, no, it was actually Rabbi Gamliel, right? And I think in, in uh, Yeshua, Yeshua and Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel, yeah, Rabbi Gamliel. So that's the famous Machlikas in, in Masechus Rosh Hashanah, right, about Bru'u um, Bezdin, uh, right? So Rabbi Gamliel basically accepted witnesses that determined that the Rosh Hashanah was a day earlier than Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua said, I don't accept those witnesses. That's not a good testimony. So Rabbi Yeshua held that it was going to be the 10th day of, of Tishrei on a day that Rabbi Gamliel held would be the 9th day of Tishrei. And Rabbi Gamliel said to Rabbi Shua, I, I enjoin you that you have to come to my house carrying your wallet and carrying your stick on what you consider to be Yom Kippur. And Rabbi Shua was in a quandary because he didn't really want to travel, but he thought it was Yom Kippur. And he went to Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Kiva said he has to listen to Rabbi Gamliel because the Rabbi Gamliel was the, was the Nasi, right? And the Nasi, gets the, the Nasi of the Sanhedrin gets to decide whether or not it's the correct edus. And the halacha that Tara tells us is that we go after the decision of the Sanhedrin, whether or not the day of the year is Yom Kippur or not. So even if, uh, I don't know say make a mistake, but even if you argued on Rabbi Gamliel, if Rabbi Gamliel says that that day is Yom Kippur, then you have to listen to him, right? And this was, you know, clearly this was a, an issue as they were after the destruction of the second base of and they were trying to struggle to see would Nasi still be the power that it had been beforehand, right? So Gamaliel was trying to assert himself. So over here, what we see is Rabbi Gamaliel goes like Rabbi, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua was, Rabbi Gamaliel himself says about Rabbi Shua that you are my Rabbi in Chachma, you are smarter than me in, in wisdom, right? So Rabbi Shua was, was brilliant. He said that Allah is like Rabbi Gamaliel when it comes to the boat. Allah is like Rabbi Kiva when it comes to the, the barn and the corral. Boy, Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina says, that's the question. Famous question. This is very relevant for airplanes, okay? And according to some, this would be relevant if you're in a, uh, you know, an SUV that travels more than 10 tefachim off the ground, right? We'll, we'll see if it's really going to be relevant. 
And so the question is like this. Is there tchumen if you're traveling higher than 10 tefachim off of the ground? Right? Let's say you're able to travel higher than 10 tefachim off of the ground. Maybe then you could travel further than 2,000 amas, right? Or do we say there's no such thing as tchumen when you're going higher than 10 tefachim? We're not asking a question about a, a pillar that is 10 tefachim tall and it is 4 tefachim wide. That there's no question about why. The fact that you're the fact that you're standing on top of a 10 high thing, okay, but that item that you're standing on is attached to the ground. The item that you're standing on is attached to the ground. It doesn't make a difference how tall it is, right? Would you say that, oh, I walked into a house. I'm on the second floor of a house, a really tall house. Uh, actually, that's not a good example. If you walk into a house and it has four walls, indeed, you're allowed to do that. I don't know. You walk on top of a bridge, right? Are you allowed to just travel on the entire bridge? Uh, bridge is not a good example either. Um, I mean, bridge is a good example because it's attached to the ground. You have the pillars that attach to the ground. But essentially, what we're saying is, is when you look at um, when you look at the this pillar, the pillar itself is considered to be a regular ground now. And you're working on regular ground, and, and you're not allowed to walk on regular ground more than uh, more than uh, ten, more than uh, you know the two thousand amas. What's the question? We're coming out of here as you have a a pillar that is ten wide, is less than four wide. This is less than four tefachim wide. We don't look at that as a regular place of walking, right? And and therefore, since we don't look at as a regular place of walking, so the lo'i nicha tashmish she says, it's not a regular place of walking. This is not a regular place of walking. The fact that it's attached to the ground is not going to be an, as much of an issue, and perhaps it would still be considered to be walking that you're permitted to do because it, because um, it's higher than ten tefachim off the ground. It's a different domain, right? We always say that higher than ten tefachim is a different domain. Higher than ten tefachim, you're in a different domain, and maybe the prohibition of walking more than two thousand amos does not apply. I mean, what's the other case that this is relevant? Because of a pizza, that you're jumping through the air. Another version to say this is Basvina. What's the halacha about a ship? My, what's the halacha about a ship? Is, is this a case where you're more than 10 tefachim off the ground? Because the ship's deck is more than 10 tefachim off of the water. If you say that there is such a thing as women that are higher then 10 tefachim off the ground, shemachi ratu, and that's why they're on Mishra Nishim with themselves, right? Eliyam at Ein Tumen, who says, no such thing as Tumen at all, when you're higher than 10 tefachim off the ground, amai ratu, why do they want to be stringent? Kidama rava bimahalachas berekak. Rava says, because we're talking about a, um, we're talking about a ship that is going in less than 10 tefachim. Oh, sorry, okay, I made a mistake before. It's not that the, the deck is 10 tefachim off the water, it's rather that the, the bottom of the ship is less than 10 tefachim off of the is more than 10 tefachim off of the, the ground underneath the water, okay? So over here, what happens is the, 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 it's like a flat bottom ship that's basically traveling in very shallow waters, okay? So since it's traveling in very shallow waters, it's the, even if you say that there is no tchumen higher than 10 tefachim, in this specific scenario, since the ship was traveling in less than 10 tefachim off the ground, they, they were, there was a reason that they would be stringent on themselves. And we here too. In the case where they were traveling on a rakak in a very shallow uh, trench. There was a time that they did not get into the, the port area until it was already nightfall. If you say that there's tchumen higher than 10 tefachim off the ground, shaper, then we understand that they didn't want to leave the ship until Rabbi Gamaliel said you're permitted to leave the ship. Because if you say that there is tchumen even when you're higher than 10 tefachim, then we understand that they didn't want to leave it because they thought that there were Tchumen and they had already traveled 2,000 Amas and they weren't sure they were allowed to travel down off the boat. Eliyam had ain't Tchumen, but you say there's no such thing as Tchumen higher than Tant Pacham. I have it, even if they were not within the Tchum when Shabbos began, who cares, right? It doesn't make a difference if they were in the, the, the Tchum of the city or not. 
There's no such thing as any location that has been acquired higher than Ben Facham. Right? In the end, the Mishnah tells us, when Gamaliel said, I had my sights set on the port when the time Shabbos was coming in, I already saw the port and, and I had in mind that we're going to acquire our space over there. So Rav says, you have to say again that the case is where the ship was traveling in the, you know, a very shallow depth. And therefore, once again, if not for the fact that um, even, even if we say, there's no proof from this Mishnah's point because it could be that the ship was less than 10. These seven uh, um, uh, rulings, I guess, uh, Shemitah's, uh, you know, statements, but rulings, right, that were said over, uh, you know, Shabbos morning in front of Rav Chizda in Surah. And then they were said over night, Shabbos night, right, in uh, Tarava in Pompadisa. Now, uh, these things are scenarios where you should not have been able to travel from one to the other. Manam Rinu, who was able to say over these statements? These are more than 2,000 amas away from each other from Padisa and Surah, right? So who's saying over the statements of these two Amarayim at the same day? Lava Leo, Amrinu. Okay, so it must have been that it was Elio Anavi who did it, right? So we see from here that Elio Anavi is allowed to travel from beyond the Tchum, right? And one would ask, hey, one second. This, is, this is phenomenal proof, by the way. Yeah, yeah, no. So, so the, the, this is this is actually. I think this tomorrow is going to get into it. That we hear, from here we see that Mashiach can't come on Shabbos or Yom Tov because Eliyahu Navi can't come and notify us because Mashiach, he can't travel out of the Chum. Right. In other words, one might think, hey, why does Eliyahu Navi have to be have to be confined to the to these laws? Right. Who said Eliyahu Navi has to has to hold the Chum? Right. The Gemara clearly holds that no. Eliyahu Navi. Right. We're talking about Navi after after he left this world. Right. He, he is confined to these rules. Okay. Um, so who said Eliyahu is the one who taught them this halacha, right? Maybe Dilma, Yosef Sheda Amrinu. Maybe it was Yosef Sheda. Right? Yosef Sheda was a uh, Yosef the Shade, right? The Loi Minter Shabbata. He wasn't a Shabbat Shabbos. Tashma, come in here, proof. Irene Nazir, Yem Shabbat David, Ba. Somebody says, I want to be a Nazir for the days in which Mashiach is going to come. Son of David, right? Mashiach. You're allowed to drink wine at Shabbos and Yom Why? Because it's not the days that Mashiach can come. You're not allowed to drink wine the, all the days of the week. If you say that there's tchumen that are higher than ten, that's why it makes sense that in Shabbos and Yom he is allowed to drink wine. He's not a Nazir. Why? Because the, Mashiach can't come on those days. Right? I don't think this is about Mashiach himself. I think this is about Leo Navi. Let me see Rashi. Maybe it's about Mashiach too, though. Uh, um, no, it has to be Mashiach because Leo Navi doesn't say that it's Mashiach. No, Elio Anabi is the one who, who comes to... Announces, to but... Yeah, but he... The night he makes is when Mashiach is here, not when we will be notified about Mashiach, right? No, but yeah, but, but I, I don't think... I don't think Elio Anabi comes the day before. I think Elio Anabi basically comes in and uh, Mr. Shabbat should be soon. He comes in and he says, everybody, I'm Elio Anabi. Here's Mashiach. I, I think that's the, the setup. But let, let's see. I think the Gemara is going to make it clear. Um, so let's see. So if you say that there's Tchumen higher than 10 Tzvachim, that even higher than 10 Tzvachim, you're not allowed to travel to that more than 2,000 Amas, and that's why in Shabbos Yom Tov, it's Mutter for him to drink wine, because it's impossible for Mashiach to be coming on those days. And his conditional Nazarite acceptance was only on days when Mashiach could, could, uh, could come. And these are not days when Mashiach could come. Eliyam at Tchumen, but if you say that, there's no such thing as Tchumen higher than 10 Tzvachim, but Shabbos Yom Tov, so uh, my Mutter, why is permitted for him to drink? Maybe Mashiach will come even on Shabbos Yom Tov. Different over here, because I said 
it says in the Pasuk, right, in, in, uh, in Malachi, right, the, the famous lines, right, that I will send to you, Elio and Navi, to be Mavasar type, right? Um, what is it? It says, So, and Elio did not come yesterday. So, why can Elio come today if we say, Right, in other words, so the Gemara seems to be saying like this. The Gemara seems to be saying, well, we know Elio Navi has to come before Mashiach. If Elio Navi didn't yet come, then we should know that Mashiach is not coming today. Well, how do you know maybe Mashiach will come today and Elio Navi will come today? Right? A little, a little but I think it says that the whole thing, it says that this teaches us that Eliyahu comes the day before the Mashiach comes. as Right? Yeah, I was just, okay, fine. So let's say, but, but then why is that limited to Shabbos and Yom Tov? Then every single day, I mean, every single day that Leo Navi didn't come the previous day, you should be allowed to eat, drink wine. Right? Well, that, uh, like the Gemara. That's exactly what the Gemara. That's the exact oh, question. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Gershon. Appreciate it. Yeah. Exactly. You get permitted every single day because the previous day, Leo Navi didn't come. Right? You have to say that the reason why you're not allowed to drink wine on every weekday is because maybe Eliyahu really came in front of the best Hagadol. Well, then if so, then we should also say that he maybe appeared before the, the best Hagadol on, um, on, on Friday. No. Oh, okay, fine. That makes more sense. It is, a, it is promised to B'nai Yisrael, based on tradition, Eliyahu is not going to come on Erev Shabbos on Fridays, but Erev Yom because because of the tereach, right? Who's tereach? Tereach means the, the preparations, the exertions that we're doing. We're not talking about the exertions of Eliyahu and Navi or Mashiach. We're talking about the preparations. Everybody's busy with preparing for Shabbos and Yom Tov. So um, he doesn't. We don't want, want to distract from Shabbos and Yom preparation to let you know that Mashiach is coming. So you know we're not yeah. going to do that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating idea. Um, I guess what we see from here is the importance of Shabbos and Yom Tov. That it, it's uh, right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, we think of it as just you know getting ready for Shabbos, but uh, no, and that's why that's why uh, the Yitzhahara gets in our way and makes it so difficult to get ready for Shabbos because uh, he knows how important preparation is. Um, I'm just looking at Tesis right now. Tesis asked the question: Does why can't Elio Navi come have come on Erev Shabbos and actually announced it on Shabbos? He says that the pasuk indicates that it actually sounds like the day that Elio Navi comes is also the day in which he announces it. So as long as we say that Elio Navi can't come on Friday, then, then we're, we're over. We're done. Okay. So one second. If the day that Elio Navi doesn't come, then it's the day that Mashiach doesn't come, right? I'm sorry. If the day that Elio Navi doesn't come, the Mashiach can't come the next day. The Mali Shabbat Elishtri, right? Then even, then even um, on Mali Shabbat, it should be permitted, right? Because, because um, on Mali Shabbat, the, the, on Matzai Shabbat, it should be permitted to drink wine, right? The implication was only on Shabbos itself, or Yom Tov itself, right? So, um, one second. Sorry, one second. If Elio Navi did not come yet, then Mashiach is not going to come, right? Then Mashiach is also, is not going to come on, on Yom Tov. So then you should also be allowed to drink the wine on Friday, really. Elio Asi Mashiach. It could be that Elio won't come, but Mashiach, Mashiach might come. Even the Asi Mashiach, I call Avadim Hainli Israel. Oh, interesting. Fascinating. Okay, more interesting. So the, the reason why Mashiach could still come on Friday, even if Elio Navi can't come on Friday, is because Mashiach comes 
and the nations of the world will recognize that we are the Amha Nifar, we are the chosen nation, and they'll all come to help serve us so that they can be closer to the Amha Nifar, to be closer in the service to Hashem. Well, if so, so then, you know what? If Mashiach himself comes, we're good to go. Because if Mashiach comes, then we're no longer going to be busy with our tircha. We're no longer going to be busy preparing for Shabbos. Because I don't understand. Yeah. How can Mashiach come without Leah? Isn't Leah an obvious prerequisite for Mashiach coming? That, that's that's the Gemara's telling us right now, that even, even without Leah, enough Mashiach can come. I think I remember maybe a Marsha over here that says something um, about the difference being is Mashiach coming, right? If it's Mashiach coming because at a force that Hashem could not let us last one more minute without because we're sleeping. I see, I see. So if, if that's happening, then it could be that that would happen even if Elio and Ovi coming first. And it sounds like maybe. Do you know any Jew who's going to let the Goyim prepare their food for them on Shabbos? I don't know any. Uh, I, know, I know a couple. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, Earl, they're, they're, yeah, I, I don't know if that's such a great question, but um, it could be, it could be that there will be some Jews who will what, say that. instantaneously, gonna... they'll know exactly what to do, like on the spot? Um, yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I'm Hashem soon. The Chad B'Shabat Lishtari. So, okay, so that, this is the question oh, I thought th- This must be the source of um, all of the anti-Semitic uh, people who, who say that we're planning on enslaving them. Uh, right. I mean, it's really, this it's really this is on, not the only source. Yeah, there really are other places too, but it's really based on Amsukim um, in Yeshayo, I think, that, that make it sound like that they're gonna, they will be. I think we read this Amsukim uh, on Aftera, one of the Afteras in Rosh Hashanah, even. Um, okay. So the Gemara says like this. So this is what I thought the one was asking before that on every Sunday, you should, this guy should be permitted to drink. So you should be permitted to drink every Shabbos, every Sunday, and every Yom Tov. Like, what are you being a Nazir? Like, <laughs> that most people don't drink wine during the week. You know, so yeah. why should we be able to drink on Sundays? Because if Eliyahu didn't come on Shabbos, because he's going to come on Shabbos, right? So then, great. Then the next day, he should be able to drink wine because Eliyahu didn't come yesterday. Then Mashiach is not coming tomorrow. So, um, so this must be a clear proof that Eliyahu could have come on Shabbos. So Eliyahu cannot have come on Shabbos. Then why can't the guy drink wine on Sunday? Right now, what we're suggesting is like this: Eliyahu does not come on Fridays and on Arab Yom. Why? Because those are the days he doesn't want to take away from our tircha. Elio Navi doesn't come. So if Elio Navi does not come on Friday, then we know, or, or Arab Yom, if we know that Mashiach is not coming the next day. But maybe Elio Navi can come on Shabbos itself. If we said, there's no such thing as Tumun higher than Ten Fachim, Elio Navi could have come on Shabbos itself. Literally, because if there would be Tumun, that Elio Navi cannot travel more than 2,000 Amas, even higher than Ten Fachim off the ground, then he should be able to, we, this guy should be able to drink wine on Sundays because we know that Elio Navi didn't come yesterday. Delayosa, he didn't come. Elio Bishabas. Hi, Tana. This Tana was not sure. He wasn't sure if there is Tchumen higher than Ten Fachim off the ground or not. And therefore, he is stringent. And he said that you're not allowed to drink wine on Sunday only because he's uncertain about whether or not the laws of Tumen apply higher than Ten Fachim. And if the laws of if they if they did apply higher than ten Fachim, then Elio and Navi could not come on Shabbos. But if they did not apply, then Elio and Navi could have come on Shabbos. And if he could have come on Shabbos and he didn't come on Shabbos, right? Then that's going to be um, then then the fact that Elio and Navi didn't come yesterday, that's going to show us that he's not coming today. Um, the, well, I'm asked, right? I thought that the the posts and things that mark off the Shabbat enclosure that they they metaphorically extend all the way up into the sky. So I think okay. we discussed that a while back. Mm-hmm. 
So doesn't that make the, the Sabbath um, area basically go all the way up into the sky? Yeah, but I'm saying there's Jews living in Palo Alto. There's Jews living in, in, in Queens, right? Eliyahu has to go to both locations. How's he getting from one place to the other? Well, no, my, my point is, is that if theoretically the Sabbath enclosures extend infinitely into the sky, then, then he's not going to be able to travel at all. Yes, that's the question. The question is, is there such a thing as Truman over 10? Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I think you're saying something else, Earl. You're asking that he shouldn't be allowed, Elio and Abi shouldn't be allowed to leave the location that he's in because of the yeah. wall? Right. Is he a spiritual being now that doesn't, is not uh, liable to all of these restrictions? No, he definitely is bound by the Shabbos rules, right? So if we say that there's no such thing as Truman higher than Tentvachim, then he could travel higher than Tentvachim. Sure, if right. We, if we say that there is Truman higher than Tentvachim, then he, he cannot travel higher than Tentvachim. I thought that it was, I thought that we had established previously that the, the area actually can go infinitely high up and infinitely down into the ground when we had the discussion about the what about the well. You're right, you're right. It definitely, when it comes to Rosh Yachid, we say Rosh Yachid, it goes up into the sky. But that, that doesn't have any effect on Truman, right? What you're saying is, in terms of the walls of the, of the private domain, we look at them as if they extend ad infinitum. So that, that's true. And, and that's going to allow us to carry or to throw something from the Rosh Yachid to on top of that wall, no matter how high it goes. That's true, mm -hmm. but that's not really relevant to Eliyahu Anabi's ability or lack thereof of traveling a dozen Amis. I, just, I, I think- Okay, so in other words, the, the, two, the 2,000 Amis uh, space is not defined in the same way as a-, as a... No, exactly. Okay, that's, that's, okay. that's a good yeah. enough answer for me, thanks. Yeah, exactly, okay. So Eli Medekai what, what they did, this guy actually make this, this, uh, this he took a Shavua, and he wants to be a Nazir, right? What day did he take this oath, right? If it's on a weekday, even the Chal Aleha, so since he became a Nazir and Naziris, how could Shabbos take away from his ability to be a Nazir? In other words, the Gemara thinks like this. I think the Gemara sounds like you cannot make a conditional um, Naziris, right? Let me see Rashi. So Rashi says, even the Chal Naziris, Shabbos, Masafim, Oh, oh, very good. Very good. Okay, good question. I says like this. This Tana, who's made this whole statement about whether or not this guy's conditional Naziris takes effect for days of Shabbos or Yom Tov, let me ask you something. He himself says, I am uncertain as to whether or not there are laws of Truman higher than 10th Bachim off the ground. Okay, well, if you're uncertain whether or not there's laws of Truman higher than 10th Bachim off the ground, right, then since you're uncertain, it could be that Mashiach and Elio Navi could really come on Shabbos itself. Right? And if they could come on Shabbos itself, then how do you know that how do you know that this is for sure a day that Mashiach is not going to come? You don't know for sure because it could be that there's no such thing as Truman. And if there's no such thing as Truman, then Eliyahu and Navi could come on Shabbos and Mashiach could come on Shabbos. So how's this guy ever allowed to drink on Shabbos? It doesn't help. If there's really a suffix, according to Rashi, if there's a suffix if there's Truman higher than 10th Bachim or not, then no matter what, he should not be allowed to drink wine on Shabbos because indeed it might still be a day when Mashiach will come. You have to say he took the oath on Shabbos, and that's when he made the vow that he's going to be a Nazar. Or a And only on um, only on that, that day itself, it's going to be mutter for him, out of doubt. 
But in the future, by the time the next Shabbos comes, we don't know what the halacha is, and indeed it will be forbidden for him to drink wine again on Shabbos or Yom Kippur. Okay. Okay. There was a time that you're not going to the harbor, the port, as Rashi says on the Mishnah, until Shabbos began, and then Elil said, I had my eye on the port, therefore it's forbidden. Tana. We learned a, a Tana teaches. Shaveras had a Shaveras uh, literally means a tube, right? Generally speaking, we use it as a, you know, Shaveras Hanoid, or sometimes we use it for like the a medicinal tube, right? Shahaya Mabit Batsaifa by Alpayim Amabiabasha, connect Alpayim Biyam. He was able to see 2,000 Amas across land or 2,000 Amas across the sea. What is this? This is a telescope, right? Aritza Leda Kama Imka Shalgai. If somebody wants to figure out the, the the um the the depth of a, of a guy like a like a ditch type of thing maybe shaveras mabitba so he takes uh this shaveras takes this uh I think it's a telescope mabitba and he looks through it and therefore he's able to see how can he see you could see using the shaveras how deep the 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 how deep the this this uh this ditch is I'm looking at Rashi. Oh, cool. Cool. Basically, he does like this. You, you take your telescope and you look at a target far away. Right? Basically, you go like that optometrist. You figure out what your vision is with the telescope. Okay. Once you figure out what your vision is with the telescope, so you basically walk backwards from this guy, right? Walk backwards from this ditch, uh, deep ditch. Walk backwards from it. And when you realize that you can no longer see the bottom of the ditch, then you know that's how many feet away you are, plus the, the, the flat land, plus the distance of the bottom of the ditch, and you put that together, and you know how much distance that is, because you've already measured previously when you went to the optometrist, right? Um, if you want to figure out what, how tall the palm tree is, so what you do is like this. You measure your own up. Brilliant. I mean, this is pretty obvious, but it's pretty, pretty cool. Basically, you measure how tall you are, then measure how much your shadow is, okay? Then measure the shadow of the tree, and when it's the same height, you know, measure the shadow of the tree at the same time you're measuring your shadow. And you figure out, well, if the ratio of your shadow to your height is X, well, then just do that same algebra for the tree. The other comment, I should be a, a problem in the, in the Shalom school. Oh, it should be a problem. Oh, okay, good. I was just trying to figure out if, if there's an issue with it. Like a tree gives a different type of shadow that maybe the for some reason it's a little bit of a higher angle. Uh, it could be a, it depends on yeah, it's an angle, but, but it's good enough for right. an algebra one class. Yeah. I'm saying it's the kind it's the kind of question that they ask you to see to see, you know, do you think out of the box, right? You know, this is a way of thinking out of the box to figure out the height of a tree. Um somebody wants to make sure that the right, the wild animals are not hanging out in the, the shadow of a of a kever, of a dead uh, dead body. What's, we're, we're afraid, I guess, that the, the, the animal's gonna dig up the dead body. So what do you do? So what do you do? You you plant a kana, not plant, you know, you you um you you shove it into the ground, right? You stick a, a plant a, a, a stick into the ground in the fourth hour of the day. And you figure out which way the, the shade of it's going. And then what you do is you make the, the ground around the, the grave go, go on a slant up and a slant down, right? So what do you do? I'm guessing what this does is this, this makes it that it's not comfortable for the animal to hang out there anymore. Let me see Rashi. 
So basically what you do is you you I I, I it, probably this is a place where we're waiting to be sharing a picture, but you, you you do a situation where you sort of bring an excavator and you you uh, adjust the land around it that the the shadow of the rod is going to be creating the shadow far away from the actual grave. Right? And and therefore the animal's not gonna hang out near the grave because you don't want to hang out in the shade at this time period. In the fourth hour, they want to hang out in the shade. And they'll end up not hanging out near the near the grave because they'll hang out in the shade, which is going to be projected far away from the actual grave. Um, so one time he was very busy learning Torah, and then he got uh, he got caught up in learning Torah. But enough, I And as he was doing this, he walked straight out of the chum, and he wasn't able to come back before Shabbos is over. your student is in tzar, he's in pain. Amar Lois, he says to him, Let him make mechitas of b'nei adam. Let him make these. This is what, Wayne, this is what you were talking about from Rezarchi, right? So that you make mechitas of people, and the mechitas of people will then permit him to walk back into the town. This is the mechitas of people. So then there'll be a mechitza, and, and the reason that he's in will be considered for Amos, and there'll be a walking mechitza, a portable mechitza, and they'll, they'll walk with him until he gets back into the home of the city. Excuse me, a rubber was sitting in front of Nachman. I'm a little of Nachman, it's the rubber. My come you by later of Chizda. What was Chizda asking a question, right? What was his question exactly? Ilema bid the Molo Gabre asking on if we're saying over here that the, the you're able to fill in the entire amount of of um of area to allow him to walk back. They say, I'm not sure how this will come. Actually, explains like this the the um, there were many people who had taken an Eruv, and for whatever reason, they had made their location for Shabbos close enough to this individual, to Nehemiah ben Chanelai, that they could actually have extended their area through their Eruv Tchumen, that they can now surround him and then allow him to walk back into the, into the city limits, right? If that's the case, and the question that he's asking is, do we pass him like Rebbe Gamliel, right? Or do we not pass him like Rebbe Gamliel, right? What is the passing? Which, which question of Rebbe Gamliel? I'm guessing the question is when the when the mechitzas come up, the new mechitzas arise on Shabbos. Let me just see. The lehana le mechitzas shleis Shabbos behemri b'yadim. Right. And Gamliel says that mechitzas work even though the mechitzas he had not been dwelling in them before Shabbos. Over here, these mechitzas work even though he had not been dwelling in them before Shabbos. Or maybe the halacha is not like that, and that's why he was asking this question. Maybe we're talking as like this, where there were not enough people who could walk because they had not yet made an, an air of tumen to allow them to walk to the distance where Nechamim and Chanilai was. And the question was, is Allah like Rebbe Lezer or not? Right? Oh, Rebbe Lezer holds, Rashi says, if someone walks out of the Tchum only two Amas, is he allowed to walk back in? Lezer says yes. Come and say no. So maybe that was the question, whether or not he could walk back in those two Amas or not. Okay? So 